Hey, it's Jazz. I'm your hostess. Let's talk about betrayal and ex-retrograde and all these epiphanies that have hit me right near the end of this retrograde season. So I've realized that I no longer desire to be around people that go out of their way to misinterpret my soul, misinterpret my being, And basically, people that I have to feel like I need to explain who I am and explain my motives. And the second somebody distrusts you and your judgment indirectly is a sign that you need to leave. I experienced a lot of betrayals in Chicago that opened me up to a lot of the behaviors that I was tolerating in my relationships romantically friendship wise everything so this is just going to be a complete mind dump that will help somebody hopefully so the worst betrayal by far that i went through was in chicago back in i would say november what happened was unfortunately i was on the train somebody that i was used to be friends with got essayed on it that's all i can get into it out of respect for what we used to have. And I went to court for this person. I vouched for this person. I fought for this person very hard. But I also was going through a lot of trauma because I'm a survivor assault. So I needed to take some time for me. And they took it as me stabbing them in the back when they needed help the most. Now, knowing what I know now, a friend that makes you feel like a therapist whenever they're suicidal or they're not mentally doing well is a liability. But me, when I was younger and living in Chicago my first couple months, felt obligated to put this person before me, which caused my mental health to suffer. So when I stepped back, I was just like, hey, I just need a little bit of space to pursue what I want and to be a freshman in college and not have to go through processing my own trauma and also your trauma because it was very draining so through the following months she started distancing herself stopped inviting me over started being passive-aggressive thinking that the posts that I made that weren't even shady at all on Instagram had everything to do with her um and on top of that decided to not invite me to her birthday party on top of that was going behind my back liking an ex's photo that stabbed me really hard in the back. So a bunch of grimy things, and I could get really into it, happened. Behind my back, people knew about it, especially everybody invited to that party, and nobody told me. So it got to the point where she was always avoiding me, never sitting next to me, just not being a good friend, and I addressed it. I'm like, hey, I don't know what happened, but if I did anything to hurt your feelings, I'm sorry. She was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I got to go. Bye. Then um, it really got to the point where I found out about the party um, through her Instagram, through another mutual friend. And they were looking at me like I never knew she was like that. And she felt that about you. So then I confronted her with, you're liking my ex's stuff. You are not inviting me to your parties. You're not inviting me to any events. You're avoiding me. You are doing all these things behind my back. What is wrong? Like, are we good? And she was like, to be honest with you, I just 
don't really want to be friends with you. Again, this could have just been said and nothing could have been done. Um, I don't want to be friends with you. I find you to be toxic. And I didn't know how to respond to that because I was like, I went to court for you. I'm the one who took you to the hospital that day that you nearly died. I did that out of love, not obligation. But I kind of see where this road ends, especially with you. So anyway, bottom line is I replied back and I'm like, well, I think it takes two to tangle in toxicity. Because the one thing about me is I'm always going to admit when I was toxic. There were times where, again, my temper got the best in me. I was in a lot of pain at that time of my life, going through a breakup, going through moving in a new city with no support. I really was just on my own raw-dogging life dealing with it. So I wasn't always the best person to be around it. But I never intentionally would do anything like this. And I never did anything to her to deserve this. And um, after that, she sent me a crying emoji. Um, I'm like, well, I hope, wish you well, and we never talked again. But that was just one instance in Chicago that I realized, why did I even let that person get near me? Why would I even tolerate somebody like that? And obviously, the ex and her were very jealous of me, but I didn't see it. And I really went in blindly and devoted a lot of my time and a lot of trust in them. And then when they left, it was devastating. But what I find about betrayal, the most odd and the most maddening and painful thing about it, betrayal often comes from the people that we trust the most. Betrayal is something that is orchestrated. Betrayal isn't this one thing. This one time I lied to you. This one time I went behind your back and I did that. Betrayal is plotted. So on retrograde, I've been realizing the reason why I don't talk to these exes, friends, ex um, friendships and relationships is because that was orchestrated. To go behind my back and to be passive aggressive and to lie to me was planned. And although you didn't want to hurt me by withholding the truth, you did. And there gets to a point where it's intentional or it's a mistake. And I work with kids, so psychologically I know this. By three years old, most kids know. I've worked for three all the way to like 12. They know. So this was not a mistake. This was planned. This was something that deeply hurt me. This is something that I'm still healing from. But that was just one realization I realized about betrayal. Second realization was, number one, although it feels so personal, maybe it's not as personal as I've been making it to be the last couple months. Because to me, I was really thinking that we were close friends. I would have never done this to her. Um, And now looking back, there were a lot of times that she mentioned she was insecure and unhappy and really idolizing me. And I think that by doing that, she wanted to achieve something similar to happiness by taking me down. But beyond this betrayal, I realized that there gets to be a line that needs to be drawn before betrayal even happens. When is it enough to stop giving? When is it enough to realize that somebody is taking for you and to stop loving them? And I'm a big lover. 
So even if I notice that somebody is not treating me right, which oftentimes I do, I don't stop. So what about me? (laughs) Draw that in. What did I do to allow that? Because nothing comes in your life unless you allow it in. What does that reflect about me? What does that reflect? What was the lesson learned? And that's been something I've been struggling on and also forgiving myself. Like, I have to forgive myself for letting that person in my life, letting that person even remotely get to my heart because they didn't deserve to be there. So there's this essence of like forgiving the unforgivable, but also where do you draw your boundaries and okay, you've done this, that's enough. And we can love all we want. And I think love is something that is given for free. But love has to have boundaries in order to be doing that. You can't live a soft life without boundaries. But boundaries shouldn't be the super rigid thing of like, no, you can't get in. You can't get in. Boundaries are just there like, hey, I saw you doing that. Uh, no, it's addressing it. And looking at a lot of my past relationships where I've been really deeply wounded, I don't think I had that boundary to be like, uh-uh. No, 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 I don't think so. Because I was watching things happen and letting things happen, but I wanted to keep the peace so badly I wouldn't speak on it, even if it hurt me. So that is one of the things I am learning to advocate on when I feel like my needs aren't getting met and I feel like I'm not being respected in my relationships, no matter how close we are, to be able to feel like it's safe for me to call you out when I'm feeling hurt. Because you can't argue with somebody's feelings. But I think there was that narcissistic program from my father of your feelings are something to debate. Your feelings are something that you just simply have. And if you're not feeling good about it, never ignore it. Because your feelings are your fastest way to your intuition. It shows in your body. It shows in your brain. You know, nothing is a mistake. Your feelings are valid. So beyond this one betrayal... There are also many betrayals I was thinking of, many situations that I was put in. For example, living with people that didn't like me, living with people that nazarred me all the time to the point where I had insomnia issues, people that didn't want the best for me, roommates even, that smiled in my face but then would complain about me to admin um, or other people behind my back or would write passive, aggressive, bitchy things And yet I would put up with it because I didn't want to address conflict because I was scared. And I've kind of realized something about silence that's nefarious. Silence is acceptance to some people. When you are silent, you are allowing it. When you are silent, you are agreeing with it. Up until you speak, people are going to take your silence as a yes. And I think that's a very patriarchal thing also, that men have evolved, well, she didn't say no. No, if she was looking at you uncomfortable, that should have been a no. So that ties into the patriarchy of, you're mine, I can do what I want, I don't need you to respond. So that's the power in speaking about pain, that's the power of speaking up. Because when you're speaking, you are asserting yourself. And I didn't do that, and I didn't do that enough. I allowed people to walk all over me, to take from me, to rob me almost of who I am. And I didn't stop. 
Because I thought, okay, they take a little bit, then maybe they won't take me for granted. If they take a little bit, then maybe peace will be resolved. Peace is not resolved when I'm not at peace. That's something I learned. I learned how to assert myself in situations that I don't think any 19-year-old should have had to be put through. And it was painful and it was hard. So I guess what I find really bizarre, moving back to the East Coast, now I'm living in DMV right now, and then I'm moving to New York. What I've been finding odd is how some people in my family want me to reconnect with these people, want me to reach out to these people, want me to engage in these people, and I'm just saying no. What is the point, and I want somebody to answer this, of reengaging with somebody that has shown you time and time again who they are? Because there gets to the point where you give a person enough rope, they hang themselves, and they hang you. So what is the point? And I get it. All my Aquarius friends are just like, well, people change, Jasmine. People change. I get that people change. I never said they didn't. But somebody changing and not acknowledging their behavior, let alone willing to work on it, is not an apology. It's not an apology. It's just a half-assed, well, I'm slightly aware. <laughs> like, please go to therapy. No. Um... And all these people, the way that they apologized, the pattern was, well, I'm sorry that you feel that way, number one. Or two, well, I'm sorry I did that. That wasn't my intention. But you did it anyway. An apology to me is the bare minimum. An apology is having the introspection and awareness of your behavior and how it impacted me. An apology is not saying that you're willing to change, though. An apology is the step to change. Change after the apology is what is implemented. That matters to me. You could say, I'm sorry for breaking your toys as a kid. Um, and be like, okay, the toys are broken. Well, I said, I'm sorry. Or you could say, I'm sorry for breaking your toys. I know how meaningful that was to you. And now moving forward, providing those steps, I'm going to be different. And show up differently and be better than what you were before. That is what changes to me. That is the best apology anybody could give me at this point. I realize that I can't take words back. My exes can't take words back. But it's what happens moving forward that counts to me. And everybody has a very different definition of apology and like a different scale of forgiveness. But I deem that to be where I'm at in my healing journey. And I also had the mentality of if it was meant to be in my life, it would be in my life. And I don't feel like me and these people were good for each other. I feel like they brought out the worst in me um, and the worst pain of my life. And I feel like I wasn't able to be what I wanted to be in the relationship either. There isn't many exes that I have that I would be willing to reach out to anyway because that's opening myself up again to pain. But when I'm ready, I may open myself up and reach out, but not during a retrograde and not because I want anything romantic with them. Um, most of my exes are long distance because I've been moving around the last couple of years. So I've never just been in one place at once. But in particular, I realized through having a no-contact situation with my ex is that closure is something that you look in for yourself. Closure is not something anybody can give you. Closure is something that you give yourself 
And if you feel ready to open yourself up and be vulnerable, that's a risk. Um, even if it doesn't go the way that you want, that doesn't mean it failed. It just meant that that's where that person is at and respect it. And I don't know. There is an ex in particular that I would want to reach out to because I feel like we deeply hurt each other. And I would like to apologize for again losing my cool and basically just saying things that I feel like personally shouldn't have been sent at all. But then I understand why I did it. And I understand how bad this person hurt me. And I don't think I'm strong enough to have that conversation right now. And I kind of just want it to be over. Like, it was such a traumatic time in my life in Chicago. And this person kind of kickstarted all the trauma and all the pain and all the healing. So I'm grateful that we broke up. Um, but at the same time, that breakup and a lot of other things out of this person's control and out of my control happened that caused me to be in one of the worst depressive states in my life. And I just don't know if I can be available to that, you know, and I don't want to also be the one taking all the accountability and why a relationship didn't work because there's a lot of things this person said that really fucked me over and really hurt me. So right now we're still no contact. It's almost been a year. We started talking in August or July And we haven't talked since. I mean, there's been weird attempts of, like, them trying to get my attention by, like, liking my lingerie photo on my friend's account. Or, um, basically, you know, stalking my friend's account because she's affiliated with me. Or walking up to me near my table and pulling up a chair and sitting behind me. Just, like, bizarre shit. And my MO was just, like, if you want to talk to me, then talk to me. Like, Please, like, Shireken, talk to me. Like, I get annoyed when people aren't direct. And I think a lot of the people I used to be around that it didn't work with had very passive, aggressive behavior. And I just am completely turned off by it. But I think the biggest reason why, in particular, getting back to the topic, I'm not talking with this ex is because that boundary line was so crossed And I felt deeply hurt and unheard by them. And I just feel like they weren't honest with me. And they broke a lot of my trust. And I think trust is a very fragile thing and something that is only really given once. So not only did they disregard my trust and they disregarded my feelings um, due to having some of my first experiences with them and knowing about that, they also said something really unfortunate that caused me to lose even more respect for them and questioned if I even knew them at all because there was a lot of future faking in that LGBTQ plus relationship. And that's a whole different topic about the toxicity within the community because it's it's not easy on these streets, I'm not going to lie. But um, I just don't want to make them feel uncomfortable with how I feel 
And I kind of just want them to reach out to me when they're ready, if they're ready at all, because I did the reaching out before to try to rekindle something and it backfired so horribly. And then I just stopped talking to them because there was really nothing left to say after that. And yeah, so that's a little brief overview of betrayal. Um, I don't know if you guys are going to talk to your exes. Who thinks talking to your ex is good? Um, anyway, if you want more information, follow my IG, which is j.c underscore jazz. And I hope you have a wonderful day and goodbye.